Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. This time we're going to be talking about a nonprofit that does incredible work in many of the western states of the United States and right here in our own backyard. Let's talk about Guide Dogs for the Blind. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Chris Benninger. Chris is the CEO of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Hey there, Chris. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure being here. You know, we're doing this interview over Zoom. You and I have had quite a few interviews over the years, and this is the first time we've actually got to see each other face-to-face on Zoom. I know. I, it's very nice, <laughs> actually. You're quite a handsome gentleman, Oh, Gary. stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. So uh, let's get started by talking about Guide Dogs for the Blind. Maybe somebody out there listening right now has no idea what Guide Dogs for the Blind is. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Guide Dogs for the Blind, you know, our mission actually is to uh, give people independence, people who are visually impaired, um, independence and inclusion within their communities. And we do that really through a uh, well-trained guide dog. Guide Dogs for the Blind is the largest guide school in North America, the second largest in the world. And this year we're celebrating our 80th anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. 80 years. Yes. Yes. What I think is pretty exciting about that is that there's not a lot of organizations that have been around for 80 years, right? Right. So it really speaks to the relevance of our mission. How many dogs over those years have you trained? Do you have any idea? Over 16,000 guide dogs have been placed over that period of time. Wow. How have things changed over the, how long have you been with guide dogs for the blind and how have, how have things changed over the years? Nearly nine years now, Gary. Nearly nine years. I'm imagining, gosh, you probably don't remember back 80 years ago when it first started, but. (laughs) I'm old, Gary, but I'm not quite that old. (laughs) Thanks. I wonder what it was like back then. What do you, do you have any idea of what it was like? You know, a little bit, actually. Um, And it's actually fun looking back into our history. Um, We were started in 1942. Um, At that point in time, our our mission really was to support um, veterans who were returning from the war, who were, you know, blinded in the war. Um, Our roots really started in the military. The first guide dog trainers were military dog trainers. And when we started, we were using collies and german shepherds and boxers and border collies you know as well as you know labs and golden retrievers so it was a bit of a hodgepodge 
of different types of dogs. Um, we didn't have our own breeding program at that point. We were just getting dogs wherever we could get them. Um, and we've progressed from that time actually to a point now where we have the largest breeding colony of labs and golden retrievers. So we purpose breed our dogs really for the very specific work that they're going to be doing. Um, our trainers now um, basically come from a variety of backgrounds. And, you know, we are the school that we're really was the first to pioneer positive reinforcement training um, in the service world. So um, today, not only guide schools, but also all service dog schools, um, about 80% of them use positive reinforcement training that was established at Guide Dogs. That's awesome. What's the connection to Portland? You know, um, so Guide Dogs has two campuses. Our um, headquarters is outside of San Francisco in um, a town called San Rafael. And in 1995, Guide Dogs for the Blind actually was gifted some property outside of Portland in a little town of Boring, which is, if people are uh, familiar, it's near Gresham on the way to Sandy. Um, and we were gifted about 20 acres and um, there were uh, kennels on that property at that time. And so this was a time of expansion for guide dogs. And we took that as an opportunity actually to expand um, and build a second campus. And on that campus, our campus at Oregon is a training campus. So there we um, focus exclusively on training dogs and training our clients. How many dogs uh, are you training at any given time? You know, I, I like to start with the fact that at any one point in time, Guide Dogs has about 4,000 dogs under our care. And, you know, that includes all of our guide, all of our working guides. When at any one point in time, we have about 2,000 working guides. Um, it incorporates all of our puppies that are currently in puppy homes being raised. And that can vary anywhere between 700 to 1,000 dogs um, that are currently being raised um, in our puppy homes. And then at any one point in time, we have you know, about 300 dogs um, on our campus that are in the process, various process of being trained. Um, with their guide skills. How long does it take to train a dog? I know they, they start as puppies, right? Getting socialized right from the get-go. They do. We, they do. We actually start at five days of age um, with socializing our puppies. And all of our puppies are bred and born on our San Rafael campus. And we have this wonderful volunteer position called Cuddler. And so our cuddlers sit with moms and at five days of age, start literally cuddling the babies. And what that does is it starts our babies at the earliest age possible to become familiar with humans, to mark on, you know, human scent, to feel comfortable with, you know, being touched all over their bodies. Um, and from there, as our puppies grow, we, um, continue with more and more socialization and particularly um, exposure to sights and sounds and 
um, all of the, all of the things that hopefully they you know will be seeing in kind of the real world, right? Um, the first ten weeks of life, puppies don't have any fear, so the more we can expose them to different parts of the world, then um, they're not fearful when they see that later on in life. But our puppies stay with us um, until they're eight to 10 weeks of age, and then they go to their puppy raisers. Um, we have 2,000 puppy raisers in the 10 Western states and as far east as Texas. And then our puppies um, stay with our raisers for 12 to 14 months, lose it, learning, not losing, learning <laughs> their um, socialization skills. Um, learning house manners, learning how to walk on a leash, learning how to, you know, be appropriate in public, feeling comfortable being on a plane, a train, in a grocery store, in an office building, in a restaurant. Um, and then they come back to guide dogs and it takes us about 12 weeks to train them with their guide skills. We're talking today with Chris Benninger, CEO of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Now it, it all sounds really wonderful to be, uh, a dog trainer, right? But it's, it's more than just like walking a dog around and, and cleaning up after them. You really need, this is serious business, right? It's really serious business. And actually, um, our trainers are, they're actually called guide dog mobility instructors. And so it takes actually three years of apprenticeship to learn to be a guide dog mobility instructor. And that's learning not only how to train dogs, it's how to train our clients and learning all about blindness, um, some of the different challenges, learning challenges that individuals have when you know, they are visually impaired. And then it's learning to take two independent entities and put them together as a seamless team. Um, that is an incredible skill and it literally takes three years to learn. Wow. Have there been instances with where the dog and the client don't bond? There have been instances. Um, it does not happen very often. Oh, that's good. Um, but you know, um, you know, matching, matching a guide dog, with one of our clients, it's like a marriage, right? So um, these two individuals have to, you know, live, they're, they're together 24-7. They have to learn each other's idiosyncrasies. And just like for each one of us, um, sometimes that first date, you know, we decide, ah, <laughs> this isn't the person for me. <laughs> But um, I, I, I will tell you, you know, it's, you know, it's a handful of dogs that that, that happens to um, in a year's period of time. Um, we do such a great job with matching. And that's because, you know, we actually start the matching process probably anywhere from six months to a year before our client actually arrives on our campus. Mm -hmm. So you know, we're, we're really trying to get that match, right? What is the cost for a client to be receiving a guide dog? Oh, Gary, I appreciate you asking that because there is no cost at all. 
And um, a lot of people are really surprised by that. So um, all of our services are free to our clients. We receive no government funding. We're completely supported, you know, by contribution and the support of our communities. Um, Guide Dogs is unique in the support that we do provide. So it's not just about getting a team across the line to graduate. It's really about ensuring and supporting that team for the next eight to 10 years to make certain that that team is successful. Um, and Guide Dogs also um, pays for the veterinary costs for our guides throughout the guide's life because it's, it's critically important to us that our guides get the right kind of veterinary care um, and that our clients are never put into a position where do I pay my rent or do I take my dog to the vet? So. That's amazing. That, not a lot of nonprofits can say that. I agree with you. And in fact, not a lot of guide dogs actually, okay. guide dog schools actually do that. Okay. So. Tell me about how uh, life has been changed by receiving a guide dog. Oh, you know, um, yeah, so I, I end up crying when I start talking about this. So I apologize if I do, <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, it's huge. It's really huge. So let, let's just start with the whole concept of independence. You know, each one of us wants to be independent, right? You know, each one of us doesn't want to have to ask somebody else to help them if they're leaving their house or, you know, um, just even wanting to walk around the block. I mean, independence is huge for every single one of us. But I think, you know, the other thing that uh, a guide dog does is um, provides confidence. You know, we can do anything if we're confident, right? Um, if we feel supported. Uh, oh, so here I, here I go. Sorry, starting to <laughs> tear up. But um, it's passion, you know. Well, you know, it's it's just really amazing to see how um, our clients change with that confidence, that independence. The other area is, you know, that bridge to the community. So, you know, when you don't have sight, um, sight loss is really isolating, right? You can't walk into a room and really, you know, know who's there. Um, you and I connect because you and I can see each other. When you can't see each other, you can't connect. So, you know, sight loss is really isolating. Most people feel uncomfortable walking up to somebody with a cane because they're not exactly certain what to say. They're, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit awkward. Yeah. When you have a dog by your side, um, oh, sorry, Whew. particularly one that, you know, um, is so sweet and welcoming, like, you know, our labs and our goldens, you know, people naturally come up to you. Um, as one of our um, clients has told me, you know, Chris, when I walk into the room, you know, with my guide, I am the most popular woman in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And so that's, you know, that's all about inclusion, you yeah. know, feeling a part of your community. That's awesome. We're awfully passionate about your job, Chris. That's good. I, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Chris Banninger, CEO of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Now let's uh, 
you kind of touched on this a little bit. Let's talk about etiquette, uh, about maybe approaching somebody who has a guide dog or maybe the guide dog is in training. What should we yeah. know as sighted people around that? So I appreciate you asking that because there is a lot of etiquette um, around um, guide dogs. So let's just start with, you know, when you do see somebody who has a guide dog and that guide dog is in harness. So if a dog is in harness, um, that dog is officially working. And what's really important is to respect that. So if you are interested in petting the dog, um, the most important thing is to ask, ask the handler, right? Oh my God. Hi, my name's Chris. Um, I'm just intrigued with your guide dog. Can I say hello? Um, the handler may choose to say, absolutely, let me take the harness off because that means, you know, that signals to my dog that my dog isn't working and now doesn't have to focus on the job and can say hello. Um, or the handler might just say, you know, I, I would prefer that you right now. Um, and there's a whole host of reasons that somebody may choose not to have you interact with their dog. But I think it's just important to remember that when the dog's in harness, um, they are working and they need to concentrate 100% of, you know, their focus needs to be really on that work. Yeah, that harness is very important. Yeah, it, it is. But, you know, I, I'll also say a little bit about, you know, blindness etiquette, um, because people oftentimes feel uncomfortable talking to someone without sight, right? And so, you know, do I use a sight word like, gosh, Gary, it's great to see you. Oh my God, Gary can't see, right? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all use, you know. Our, that's good to hear. That's it. That yeah, sets everyone it's no ease. big deal. It's yeah. no big deal. You know, the, the, the other thing is um, things like handshakes. Um, I've done this myself. You know, I meet one of our clients and I extend my hand and they don't extend back. Uh, Chris, guess what? They can't see my hand. So it's, hi, Gary. Great to meet you. Would you mind if I shook, shook your hand? And then you extend your hand and we can, we can shake. Um, what doesn't work is I extend my hand and then I see that you don't grab my hand so that I go and grab your hand without telling you that. That's actually a little jarring. You're touching me and you haven't, you know, I didn't know yeah. that was going to happen. So just a few tips like that. Well, thank you for those tips. Those are really important things to, to know, you know, and set everybody at ease. That's, that's really important. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing is that, um, you know, people are people. We we all, yeah. you know, want to be part of our community. So, you know, please come up and say hi. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about the dogs too. We talked about the harness, but is it all work and no play for these dogs? Oh gosh, that's a great, great question. It is not. You know, our guide dogs probably officially work two to three hours a day. So Guide dogs are officially working when they are taking you somewhere, right? So think of yourself, you know, how often, how many hours a day are you actually out walking versus sort of sitting in your chair, being at home, 
um, you know, not, you know, not physically actually traveling somewhere. So, um, you know, guide dogs are officially working two to three hours a day. Um, they're with their person 24 seven, which dogs absolutely love. And we highly encourage and actually train our clients in, you know, dog play. And at the end of the day, you know, making certain that, you know, their dogs just get to be dogs and get to play and just, you know, get to do dog things. Do they get to interact with other dogs, like go to a dog park and play and things like that? So we discourage actually going to dog parks. And the only reason for that is that um, you're never quite certain, you know, the types of dogs you're going to run into in a dog park, um, whether the handlers of those dogs, um, you know, you know, whether those dogs will be appropriate or not. For me personally, I, you know, I just have pet dogs. I personally don't take my dogs to dog parks because I've just had so many bad experiences with my dogs, you know, being attacked by another dog. So, you know, for those reasons, we actually, you know, discourage somebody actually taking their dog to a dog park, Um, getting together, you know, with other guide dog handlers and having guide dogs play together is a, is a great thing to do or, if you have, you know, your own, per, you know, a pet dog, having your guide dog play with your pet dog, or if your neighbor has, you know, a dog that you trust getting together. But um, we really discourage going to places um, where you're not quite certain what the behavior of those dogs is going to be. Guide Dogs for the Blind works with two specific breeds. Is that right? Can you tell us about that and why? Sure. Yeah, we work with uh, golden retrievers and Labrador retrievers, and we also have a cross between the two. Um, We uh, used to work with uh, German Shepherds, and uh, it's probably been about 18 years since um, we last, uh, you know, worked with German Shepherds. But the reason that those two breeds have been chosen is because both are working breeds. Both absolutely love jobs. Both breeds are, you know, super, super friendly and very, very sociable dogs. Their look is also one that is, you know, not off-putting. You know, there's certain types of dogs that, you know, they just, just by their look, they look scary, right? Doesn't mean they are, but they just look scary. Labs and golden retrievers, you know, help to elicit that, you know, community bridge. Um, And interestingly enough, they can be taught to walk in a straight line, which is important. Yeah. Because as, you know, as a person, you want to go from point A to point B. You don't kind of want to go around or, you know, in a diagonal line. Yeah, that's an important aspect. That probably most people don't think about. (laughs) No, exactly right. Yep. We've got a few minutes here and it's uh, like we talked about at the very, very beginning of this interview. It's your 80th anniversary at Guide Dogs for the Blind. So what kind of uh, things coming up? What kind of celebrations you have going on? Oh, gosh. You know, um, we've been celebrating all year, but coming up October 29th is our 80th anniversary uh, Canine Heroes Gala. It's going to be in San Francisco um, at the Ritz Hotel. Um, 
Come One, Come All. It's going to be quite the celebration, actually, um, for a number of reasons. One, it's our 80th anniversary. Secondly, it's the first time in three years that we have gathered together, <laughs> yes. which is um, pretty extraordinary, and we're excited to be able to do that. And um, we've got some pretty exceptional things that will be happening, one of which is um, Aria, uh, Mia Aria Liberte, who is um, one of our clients, actually is and is playing a starring role in the uh, new Netflix series, All the Light You Cannot See, is going to be our guest speaker. Nice. And um, it'll be very exciting, actually, to see her and her dog um, at the gala. Yeah, yep. well, it sounds like a wonderful event. It is. Yeah. So uh, if anybody listening wants to get involved with Guide Dogs for the Blind, maybe do some volunteering or puppy raising, how do they do that? Thank you. Um, so we're always looking for puppy raisers, and particularly in the Portland area. So we would love, actually, to have more puppy raisers. Um, also more campus volunteers. Um, and one of the best ways is actually to go to our website. It's www.guidedogs.com. Um, and there's lots of opportunity there you'll see, you know, to become um, involved. Um, I also mentioned as well that, you know, we're completely dependent upon um, donation to support our mission. And so if people are inspired, we would love to have people support our mission through a donation. Well, thank you, Chris. You're always so full of great information. Love talking with you. It's always a pleasure. Well, thank you, Gary. It's always a pleasure. We've been talking today with Chris Benninger, CEO for Guide Dogs for the Blind. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Gary. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.